0: It's a good show. I'm Van Dyke Parks, and you're listening to Radio 8
1: Ball with Andros Jones.
0: Do a big and with me? Sure. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. And welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs. As the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards, I'm your host, Andras Jones, and for seven musical divinations, we have been graced with the immense talent and majesty of Brother Sister, and, uh, and some nice talks with their songwriter, Bobby Halverson. Hello. Thanks, Andras. And it's time to unveil the Brother Sister question, mm-hmm. which was written down at the beginning of this. By your bandmate Kifo Nelson and delivered to me in this wonderfully crinkly piece of paper. Oh, sorry for the tearing there. Let's just get this open here. And so now we know what the last we know what the last song is. The last the answer to this question is gonna be what which? wit in jest, I believe. Wit in jest. Yeah. What, what a title. I yeah. love this. I love this. Okay. So now the question. is will our album be finished and by finished we mean recorded and mixed by the end of 2018 and uh, you're you're hard at work on an album at this
2: we are we've uh, we're about i want to say 90% through with tracking and then comes the part of mixing and dressing it up and all that jazz so well we're, we're on our way we're trying to get it out
0: well let's hear the answer and then we'll see what we think of it. Great. So wit and jest from mm-hmm. brother sister. Mm-hmm. 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 That was Wit in Jest, the answer to Brother Sister's question, will we finish our album, which means gavit it recorded and mixed, by the end of 2018, so in about four months. So, Bobby, tell us a little bit about the song Wit in Jest.
2: Yeah, um, this is the newest song we have. And the title is actually, it came from... Smashing the keyboard, so I was basically finished recording this demo of this, and I just kind of slammed my fingers into the keyboard, and what sp- it spit out was something that resembled wit in jest, and then I just ended up calling that because I like calling it that because I liked that phrase, mm-hmm. like the sound of it, um, and then the actual content of the, the song it's it's about kind of again about um, f- a failure to communicate as a result of things like social media. Um, and so like the in, in, inability to communicate effectively because of what social media has kind of turned us into in the way that we have conversations about things that we don't necessarily agree on.
0: Right. Right. Now uh, the person who wrote that question down, Kifo O'Nelson is right here. Hello. So, so what were you thinking when you wrote that question?
1: I was thinking about our book of music and you know, we've got all these great songs and we've been getting better and better at performing them and they're starting to feel more and more automatic. And every time someone hears us, they're like, yeah, we really like you performing. We're going to hear more. And I was just like, yeah, you know, that's kind of been on the back of our minds. We hope it, we hope we can make it happen, but obviously, you know, the life is complicated with projects and getting things done sometimes can take maybe longer than you might hope for. And it just felt like a good question to put out into the universe because maybe putting it out into the universe and, m- you know, mulling on it or thinking about it for a bit, mulling it over is that what I meant to say. Mulling it over mm-hmm. would, uh, you know, spur the universe into action mm-hmm. is kind of the, the thought behind that question was, yeah, maybe, maybe just put it out there. See what see what see what comes back.
0: So, what did the two of you think about that as the answer to the question?
1: Hmm. I would say that it's very easy to create wit in jest, being a flippant, pithy remark that dodges a question. Mm-hmm. So, whenever you're faced with a question, you can always be witty in in jest, and sure. that will always buy you at least time and sometimes you can just skedaddle right out of there kind of diffuses it you can diffuse it you don't have to answer you can dodge around it so something like a project something like you know hey let's get some material out let's get some you know let's get some tunes that people can hear and you just say oh yeah it's kind of you can crack a joke and then you don't have to answer it right and that's a great thing but it also can end up spiraling a little out of control and then you kind of go oh yeah it's just kick the can kick the can kick the can and then before you know it nothing's happened but I, you've had fun. You've, right, yeah. you've been witty and you've been jesting,
2: but nothing's actually happened. Well, in jesting is what I just said. Yeah. Well, and I, think, I think it um, applies to the recording of the album. Um, and because in, back in February, we were kind of like, all right, we got to get it out. Let's track, let's do everything right now, get it, bang it out. And um, when, you kind of, when you kind of react with um, haste, Um, you often will lose something in quality and you won't, you won't be able to approach something with calm and uh, grace and poise. And it's the same, like when you're having a, when you're in an argument with someone or a conflict or whatever, and you just shout out the first thing that comes to your mind, usually that's the wrong thing. If you're, you know, heated. Mm -hmm. Um, And if, if our, if our only goal was to just spit out an album um, and not really take care to get all the details, um, and really you know sit with it for a second, take a breath, and find out what we really want to do with this stuff. Um, it might not come out the way that we want it. Um, and so, there's a lyric that says, uh, "Deepen your first thought, hmm. feed mm-hmm. it with time." Um, you know, so I'm sure you've heard the old adage of you know count to ten b- backwards from ten if you're yeah. feeling like you want to sh-
1: talk about feed a mouse. A- See the mouse cookie
2: yeah well either one <laughs> I mean, that's the only adage i know <laughs> but um yeah so I, in the, in that sense i think that um you know i do hope that it comes out the record comes out in 2018 but if it doesn't um i i'm like you know what as long as we're as long as the what we end up putting out is what we really want and what really represents us and the sound then uh you know, if it takes a little bit longer, that's fine. Good because I sound like it will. Because the <laughs> the
0: first line is "Give it time, you'll get your turn." Yeah, yeah. That def that definitely felt like I get the urgency. Yeah, and you know, take your time. And then you even said it, Kifo. You were saying, and and because I was thinking of this too that ingesting wit. Mm. Yeah. Like not, mm. just, yeah. and then you even talk about feed, yeah. feed it with time, and something about. I'm just trying to think of like the what it would to be to devour <laughs> wit, which is kind of what it is. What an album is—it's mm-hmm. the you know you put your wit and your soul into this thing that then someone can then devour. Well, and, it, and and, and well, the yeah. only thing I'd say is that yeah. it's sort of like what you're saying—that comedy is all about timing, wit is about timing. Right. And if you're trying, if you try and force humor, if you try and force a joke as I probably have done at least once in this podcast, it usually falls flat. <laughs> and so it does seem to
2: be saying,
0: you, but you can't laugh when you're not relaxed.
2: Right. Exactly. Right. Um, and another thing I think, and this is kind of in general, like f- how I philosophically feel about th- not only the music that I write, but the music that I like. And that a lot of music that's being made now lacks wit. Mm um and like there aren't a lot of songs that are that get put on that you hear for the first time and you're like oh that was clever and not in, because and, they
0: just sing the chorus over and over and over and over again. well no, a
2: lot of people think that when i say that i mean that music must be complicated and that's not what i'm i mean it's music must have events in it that bend your ear at least once mm-hmm. something that keeps you on your toes or makes you feel alive and so like this song's when I first tracked the drums in the demo, I played them, or I uh, sampled them, and just played them on a keyboard. But the beat was never the same. So Ichi has this kind of... So the the hits of those sixteenths and how they kind of jaggedly fall upon one another, There was there wasn't a repeated pattern throughout the entire song in the original demo. And that's actually what it was meant to be. And of course... E.G.R. Uh, drummer simplified it because he's got to play it, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it makes sense. But but um...
1: well, it kind of makes up for it because of the other syncopated parts, with the bass part and the guitar part, they're they're all syncopating. They're repeating, right. but there's a lot of great parts in that song that lock in in multiple ways that trick your ear. Even where you're like, oh, yeah, I I don't want like the pulse is not made immediately obvious
2: in that song. And you can still right, and you can still spoon feed people the candy. You know, you can still give them hooks. You can still give them chords that they recognize and melodies that are pretty. Um, You can still do that and be witty at the same time. Um, And a lot of people think that if you make experimental or art music, it must be only that. Um, And I don't agree.
0: And I think it's uh, – well, I, th- I think that a lot of people, if they heard wit in music, they would think of lyrics. Sure. But yeah. you're talking about something
2: about wit actually in the music. Oh, 100%. And, and to add to that, the way, the way that I write music, it's always music first. Always, 100% of the time. It's, and the melody, the vocal melody exists before any lyrics exist. And usually the lyrics that result are something that I've sort of mumbled that resembles words, and then mm-hmm. the actual lyrics that come out sound like the thing that I was mumbling. Mm-hmm. But
1: which is a bit like mashing the keyboard, right? right. <laughs> a little bit, you know. Well, but exactly, no, it's yeah. a lot like that. And, and, and then coming into the form of it as as the as the resolution in your mind totally you know, clears up.
2: The the music always informs what the song is about first for me, always. I don't know what a song's going to be about until the music's written and then it's like oh this song is about blah blah blah. Right. Um so when I yeah, when I speak of wit in music, I mean specifically that cuz I only think about music in terms of music. I love lyrics, you know, and I love poetry, but that's not what I care about. Um I don't I don't care about that as much as I do about the uh, musical content. You you
0: I don't think you would necessarily get that. That it doesn't seem like the the lyrics, I mean, your music is very smart and very dense and very, you know, it has a lot of wit to the music. But I don't feel like the the lyrics are lacking in wit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that what ends up, I, but I, I again, I think that uh, the lyrics are are a result of the right. music and not the other way around. Whereas I think a lot of people. They write a nice set of lyrics and they're like, oh, let me put this to some chords. Um, and not everybody, but yeah, it's kind of
1: like forcing a joke too, yeah. forcing lyrics. Like you know, you it's like I want to write a song about X, and if you try to like specifically write a sit down, I got to write a song about this situation. It doesn't always work, right? It doesn't always work, and it gets you it gets you trapped because then you're like you're you've already given yourself a certain limitation. I mean, it can work for some maybe certain styles of music, but like it can be a trap. I think uh, to try to do that in the same way
2: that you're trying to force a joke because. It's just not the way to get about <laughs> right, but like I, for for instance, in this song that that verse melody to the that melody, like putting words to that is fucked up, like it's not a da, da, yeah, it's yeah. not exactly an intuitive melodic line, but the the mumbles that came out of whatever that melody was resembled what the words are. And so, and, but it's all about the accent of the word, you know, like, give it time, you'll get your turn, you know, and then you got to fi- find a word that you can turn, do that little melisma yeah. thing. Yeah. So you need a vowel that lends itself to that. You want to drop that SAT word on us again? Shit. No. <laughs> what,
1: that does that little thing.
2: Melisma. Melisma. Yeah, melisma. Melisma. Yeah, so, um, but that's, you know, the... So that oftentimes the words are the lyrics are formed to that melodic idea um, because it requires it. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it,
0: there's a lot of different because I, I, I'm a I'm a songwriter as well, and I I I would I'd never I would never say that I start with a lyric and like okay I'm gonna write a song oh, to okay it. but I always it always comes from I'm gonna start singing because I I come at it as a singer mm. I'll start singing about. Looking at a wheel, like, that we'll never end up in the song, but then through free association, I find myself, find my way into it, and then a melody, like, the melody and the music emerges right. to support, you know, my acting performance and for myself in sure. my room, trying to right. <clears throat> talk to whoever I can't get, I can't express myself to, so I right. use the song. So, yeah, there's all these different pathways to it. I love, I, I I know that when I write for myself, it seems like a magical thing. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't reverse engine. I couldn't go back and write like you told me one of my songs that I think is really good. I couldn't go back and be like, okay, well I could do that again. Totally. I have no idea how I did that. But even more than that, I'm, I love musicians who do come at it from the music first because Mm -hmm. that seems even more magical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, like you're just, it, the way even though and i love the way you're breaking it down and describing it i can totally get it mm.
2: and it's a completely different way i mean that that this song literally started with just that guitar thing that da 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 and then kifo and i have this sort of chord note counterpoint that happens mm-hmm. um and then the beat came cuz it feels like that kind of jolty and the pulse it's not a direct you know one, two, three... It doesn't have a backbeat. The yeah. beat is one, 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 yeah. one, <laughs> which is not used a lot, but it's it's got a good vibe. It's got a yeah. good feel. Like, it has a pocket, even though it doesn't have a 2 or We four were backbeat. just talking about, because we, we only just debuted this song live uh, at the Whiskey, right? That mm-hmm. was the
1: first one, and yeah. we weren't sure if it was going to work live. We were kind of a little bit uncertain about it because it has all these elements, and it's like, well, where is it going to lock in for the audience's sake? But everyone liked it. I mean, it got a good response. Like, it went well, and we were just commenting on how all of these things when you when you break them down and explain them it's it can very easily seem to be oh well, that's not going to work or that shouldn't work <laughs> but when it all just kind of gels together and it, and and you and you put it to the clock of performance and I think it it, uh, it worked. It mm. did work, and so we're happy that it worked because yeah. it was still a little bit of an experiment. You know, I mean, there was definitely totally. taking that step. It, you know, and if it hadn't worked, maybe we'd gone back to the drawing board, or maybe we'd just say, "Oh, that's for the record. We
2: won't play that live as much, or whatever." There's ways around it, but which has happened to some of the yeah. our songs. We've so, had other songs that were just like a little too messy to perform live, and it's yeah. not it's not because the capability of the players; it's just that. It doesn't lend itself naturally it's to the capability life. of the audience.
1: Sure. Some, well, it's, it's we mostly, love our audience. They love that. But some
2: it. some songs just live best in a in its recorded form, you know. Yeah. It's like if you're not if you're not getting the feeling from the song that you want when you perform it live, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it keep it where it's supposed to be. Um and yeah, a lot of these are we're just experimenting and trying it out, you know.
1: And I think last thing I would say about that song, though, is that it's the most recent song, or yeah. it's amongst the last... It is. It's, yeah, so. it's the most recent song, which is also... I've been with the band now for about a year. This current iteration of the band's been, you know... Two years or so. About two years or so, and we've been... It it just feels like, in some ways, it's the most mature to our individual sensibilities as players. Like, mm. Bobby was the most keyed in to, like, oh, yeah, here's a part that Max would like to do, here's a part that Kifo would like to do, here's a part Heather would like to do, like, in terms of where we're at musically in terms of what we are capable of doing, what he can ask us of doing and also what we would like to do and finding a good balance in that, you know, through where he's coming from. And it's also reflecting that song because it's the most recent, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm more comfortable with my players.
2: I'm going to get different result in my writing processes. I think that's a really good point. I mean, a lot of the parts that end up coming out of these songs now, now that I know who I'm writing for, um, when I was first making all this music Like the early stuff I didn't know It was just stuff I was making out of the yeah. computer And then I was like oh, I guess I'll throw it on these instruments But now that I know Whom I'm writing for It makes that process way easier And like Knowing what How Ichi is as a drummer for example I knew he was going to dig into that beat And then in, in the, At the very end The outro I gave this Kifo This very Kifo line <laughs> That has this kind of um, Almost like the Peanuts Theme song Bass line it's like, and you can hear it in the song, but yeah. um, I just know, because Kifo's got a really big stretch, he's got big hands, so I know he can cover a lot of um, fretboard.
1: Well, no, I like noodling is the big thing. <laughs> yeah. A
2: noodly bass line at exactly. the end of a song is wonderful. Exactly. You know? So I've, I've given him some near impossible bass lines to play. Especially in like Too Many Nights.
1: That yeah, there's a there's an interesting baseline on Too Many Nights if you but, check that one out.
2: But I know he can wrangle it. So it's like knowing knowing the capabilities of the players also totally informs, you know, what ends up coming out.
0: So I, I that brings two questions to mind. One, would this song be on the new record? Yes.
2: Oh actually Actually no. No,
1: no. it's too new. It's new. Yeah, it's too new. new. It's too new. It would too probably new. be yeah. on
2: a following E P or something. Yeah. Got it. And do you have a title for the new record? The working title is Infants and Animals, and that's all I got so far. <laughs> Both taste great. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> no, it's just in- infants and animals. It's their um, their reaction time to things and their sort of capacity to let things go is amazing. Got it. I mean, got it. Children are sponges, so they remember stuff. But I like they don't hold grudges and they don't ruminate on problems. Right they're mostly happy to just be around mm. psychologically resilient you ever seen that yes, video exactly
1: you ever seen that video of the chimpanzee doing the memory test there's La like lawnmower. a chimpanzee test, and it, it, it's like, you know, uh, a screen flashes with like uh, gray rectangles, and then certain ones flash green, and then it, it has to replicate which ones flash green. Oh. And the chimp just like, it's just a machine. It's just Just so precise, nails it every time. And it's the sort of thing that like an adult human would struggle with, Right. but a child, a human child, would actually do it better because they would just react. Right. And that's kind of the point that was made in the research. It's The head is clear, but also it's the ceiling of what they're capable of thinking is lower. Mm. That's another element of it. So like a chimp, they say their brain taps out at roughly a human three-year-old. Mm. But for certain tasks, that's actually going to give you an advantage in a way. Right. Because there's nothing else to cloud, you know, nothing else to, to right. worry about or get distracted with. Exactly. So, so it is. I didn't know that that was the backstory to that name, though.
2: Yeah, because I, I, I struggle with, I don't want to say, or I just, I have, um, I ruminate on stuff. In particular, I mean, if you couldn't tell from the lyrics... Um, to all these songs, I, I spend too much time thinking about things even after they're resolved or after they've been, they're gone. It's really difficult for me to let things go. Um, and so I envy that ability in infants and animals, Mm. how they can just be like, yeah, resilient psychology, as you said.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, um, this has been really great. It's been a really great session, yeah, and fun. we had a lot of fun. Had some great guests, asked some, asked some wonderful questions. The music, I knew it was going to be fantastic. And uh, as I, I think I said to you when I when when Kifo posted this link and I went to see the video and I saw that you know a very a small number of people had, had seen it, I felt like oh my god, I get to be in, the, in on the ground floor of this this phenomenon, this brother, sister. So, and getting to hear Van Dyke parks, yeah. you sing your praises. That was really wonderful. Yeah. That was really generous yeah. of him. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know where, where the road's going to take you, but I am going to be following. I want to, I can't wait to see how this project evolves. Yeah.
2: I mean, sincerely thanks so much for taking an interest in us and, um, yeah. Having us on your show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for introducing me to the studio here at in- to Industry Ave Studio
2: in Pico Rivera
0: in Pico Rivera, Rivera with our with our engineer Cal Campbell. Woo!
2: <laughs> he's,
0: uh, he's been working really hard in a hot hot studio. Yeah, making it all happen. I don't even know if he got a piece of that pizza. Did you get a piece of the pizza? What? didn't even didn't even get a piece of the pizza the guy the guy's just putting in we'll make sure hour that happens, after hour. We'll make sure that happens. <laughs> so uh well we, we, before I, before i we wrap things up i want to like i said thank Cal for working the board, thank the folks at Starburns Industries for putting out this show and putting up with me, thank all of our guests who asked wonderful questions, thank all of you who are listening with your attention and your intentions, I hope that we've generated some wonderful synchronicities that we could never have planned That because and that you know are organic and legitimate because you know that they happened to you while this was happening and no one could have programmed that. And bring it back to brother sister. Um, a bunch of them are still in the studio, but thanks a lot to you, Kifo and Bobby, and to all the rest of the to all the rest of the gang, to to Max and Heather and Ben and Ichi and Simon as well as Simon. Simone. Yeah. Simone. Sorry, sorry, Simon. <laughs> and yeah, I'll be post. I'll post lots of links, and when the record finally gets made, I uh, please let us know, and we'll we'll give lots of shouts about it.
2: We'll make sure to get you
0: several. Yeah. Mm. for free. Mm. Excellent. <laughs> well, and yeah, thanks a lot for for doing this, Kipo. Yeah. Thanks for introducing me to this band. Of course. And with that, I am your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle
1: Napa Auto Care Centers. You'll get a $75 prepaid Visa card when you spend $250 on Napa brake parts, which is cause to celebrate. Because normally the sound of screeching brakes means your bank account's about to take a hit. But getting $75 back makes that hit not so bad. Quality parts installed by the pros. That's Napa know-how. Napa
0: know-how.
1: At participating Napa Auto Care Centers. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 6 19